to The Stream Queens, where we review horror films and occasionally horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. Today, oh, today, <laughs> we continue our poor trail of poor decisions as we go through the entire catalog of the Hellraiser franchise. This time, we're going to be talking about two, um, I was going to say excellent films, but I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like as our audience... I owe you more than that. <laughs> we want, we're going to be reviewing two films, motion pictures, because they have pictures and they are in motion, which are Hellseeker and Debtor. And joining me is, I can't believe she's still doing this with me after five films, Miss Mars. Hello. Hey, girl. How are you doing? Would you I'm... say you're feeling Hellseeker or more Debtor today? Where are you on the spectrum? Uh uh, in terms of which one did I like more or my uh, inner feelings? Your your personal psyche in this moment. You know, honestly, I think I'm feeling more seeker than debtor. Okay. Yeah, that, not bad. That's fair. That's fair. All right. You may have heard some caterwauling in the background, and that's oh, not just oops. my spirit trying to leave my body having watched these two <laughs> movies back to back this afternoon. Oh, no, no, no. We've brought some some friends slash victims along on this journey and that of course is justin hello that was my cat <laughs> luca <laughs> and his boy wonder sidekick larry yes i have to say i thought when we did the saw franchise and saw where that bottomed <laughs> out or when justin and i did the resident evil franchise during the peak of covid <laughs> many summers Ooh. ago now that we had seen just how low a franchise could go. I, uh, <laughs> shocked. I, I, I took three hours out of my study time yesterday to sit and watch these <laughs> testaments Lovely to movies. cinematography. And I, I have to say, I usually like to say, well, it can't get any worse. I don't know anymore. <laughs> and my, my big takeaway, if no one listens past this is, when films go off the rails, <laughs> I think about Halloween Resurrection or Halloween the... Kills <laughs> or uh... <laughs> comparing Halloween Kills. Like Halloween Kills is what? It, it, okay, it's it, Halloween Resurrection <laughs> is one of the worst films ever, or one of the bad Jason movies. Like you, you think how did we get so far? from base like how do we drift this far after watching hellseeker and debtor i feel like they just said fuck it we have these really weird stories and we're throwing pinhead in and we're gonna see what happens i mean <laughs> and after doing some research on what i was able to find about these franchises or these two movies i guess i think that's what happened hmm mm-hmm, mm -hmm. So we'll I mean, I it. would be shocked if that wasn't what happened with these movies. I would be more shocked if you told me they started as Hellraiser movies, especially Deader, especially Deader. I just, I truly like, so Halloween is probably my favorite. Even like, let's just do Scream 3. Scream 3 is a bad movie. We all yeah. watched it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it still mm -hmm. has like the heartbeat of a Scream movie. We still lost Scream like, in it. By the time I finished these two movies, I was longing to go back into outer space into the giant puzzle box. Right? I was, was I was watching. I was like, I'm going to ask Larry, like, are you longing for a little inferno now? 
<laughs> you ready for a Hellraiser in space? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just crazy. I, and, like, looking back on it, and maybe it's because, like, the one, the three we have done since then have just been so bad. It's like, I I do not under, like, I get now why Clive Barker dipped out. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the thing, too, is, like, before we started this journey, the only thing I really knew was what Pinhead looked like and that people were all up in arms that Pinhead had been recast as, like, a a female person, right? Is that, is that the big upset? It's not Doug Bradley anymore. I mean, well... Well, it hasn't been Doug Bradley for a while. Yeah. Okay, but, but I thought there was a big hubbubaloo on Twitter from the Neckbeards about... Oh, it, it is definitely the Neckbeards. It's because okay. that... They, she, well, wasn't it wasn't Pinhead like originally just like a sexless Yes. Well they're fucking yeah. demons. Well but that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't understand why people have any loyalty to this franchise at all because they didn't have loyalty to the people who watched it. I like Hellraiser, we scored it, like obviously one of the few we scored. It scored really well. It's like in the top fifteen, top twenty of things we re- we have reviewed. I do not comprehend why anybody would have any kind of loyalty to this franchise after the shit they put them through. Because, like, I cut ties, and I'm going to stand by this, with Scream after what they did to Nev Campbell. Like, I so are you saying we are not going wait, to Wait, review? wait, 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 what? I, I personally feel that their decision to cut Nev Campbell out of the new Scream movie because they wouldn't pay her what she's worth is enough for me to walk away from the franchise. Whoa! So that's are you, are wild. You saying we are not going to review that movie. If you want to, I will do it, but that will be the only reason I would watch it. Oh no, I I won't make you. I won't make you watch it. I mean, Samara Weaving's in it, so I am definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I, I I won't be going to the theater if it's like free to watch on some of this one on one of the platforms I have. Maybe one day I'll watch it that way. But it's Nev. It's Nev Campbell. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. It's disrespectful. I see no reason to go on. Especially when, like, it hasn't been, like, top tier since 2. And, like, yeah, I know they're bringing back Kirby and, like, Samara. I saw the Samara weaving news. But, like, then you should have fucking Isn't paid Emma Nev Roberts? Campbell. Isn't Emma Roberts maybe coming back, too? Ooh, I did, not, I did not hear that. But I just... How do you... Like, at this point, you cannot have Scream without Nev Campbell. The worst Scream we've had was the one where Nev Campbell was in it the least. How have you not learned your lesson? And you killed Dewey, so it's Gale and Nev. And are you just going to write her off? Are you going to kill her off screen? You're going to tell me that Ghostface is coming back to haunt people and Nev's just not going to show up? Are you going to have the audacity to recast her? Fuck off. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and if that's where I'm at, and, and I think people who listen know I love Scream. Yes. I do not understand how people have any loyalty to this Hellraiser franchise. And like wouldn't just want a total revamp. I mean, I think that it's an issue of misogyny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's less about loyalty to the franchise than it is about, you know, a trans woman being cast as the lead. Oh, is know, it a trans? I, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. I just knew they were mad it wasn't yeah. Doug Bradley. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, there is misogyny, transphobia, <laughs> general neckbeardism. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there are some true, true fans that are just purists about Doug Bradley. But like he's an a, a, an elder gentleman. Let the man retire. Yeah, if he, it's gonna be okay. You got nine movies with him. It's gonna be okay. I just, if all these movies we had watched so far had stayed in the ballpark of Hellraiser one and two, 
and then they decided to like change course drastically you know and recast maybe i could see it but at this point who fucking cares (laughs) (laughs) see we need jody on the show tonight because she's the biggest hellraiser fan i know and i would love i mean i don't think she has any issues with the recasting Uh but i would love to hear her sort of counterpoint because i know she loves this franchise yeah and, and that's i think that's like honestly why i was so frustrated when i was watching these two movies is like I truly enjoyed Hellraiser. Like, I literally bought Hellbound Heart, and as soon as I finished my current book, it's my next book that I'm reading. And nice. I also bought another Clive Barker book, some, like, poker game book. I don't know. but like Damnation I, game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I read that. And, like, I, I, I'm truly, like, I truly enjoy that. And even Hellraiser 2, again, my problem with that is that we know from the, the background that, pe- that we have done on the show that we were supposed to get, uh, what's-her-face, the aunt. Julia. Um, Julia was supposed to be our big bad, and that would have been awesome. And instead, we went with Pinhead, and then we stared into that in three and four. And and I mean, that's fine. I just I truly do not understand how this went so far off the rails. <laughs> and like I think about TCM and how badly that franchise went off the rails, or the goofiness that Friday the Thirteenth did, or just the I don't even know what to say about how like. They all kind of lose the thread at some point, right? Except you, get, yeah. you might be able to argue that Freddy never did, right? That he stared into the goofiness, and then Wes Craven kind of tied it all back in with New Nightmare, like wrapped it all up. Like maybe you can make the argument, but this is like shocking. This makes the later Saw films look like James Wan written and produced. I, I just, I, <laughs> I, I do not understand. And when Justin told me when I messaged him after watching these movies yesterday that the worst is yet to come, I truly don't understand. (laughs) I mean, at this point, it's kind of almost fascinating. Because they're just doing whatever they want, I'm like, as a a cinematic experiment, I'm curious, because these are all first watches at this point for me. I don't know anything about them. The last one that I had previously seen was four. That was the last, everything beyond that is all new territory for me. So, but so I'm almost like it's a sick it fascination. Where is this so, going to go? I know my last watch, the one that I have last seen, is the video game one, which I think is the one this next that's Hellworld. after. Yes, that is the last one I have seen. <laughs> and oh my god, is it fucking horrible. <laughs> well, and, 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 these were, and these were like direct to video movies. And I, I'm looking at the time frame, and I'm thinking, like, this is also the same time that, like, Wrong Turn came out. It's the same time that Darkness Falls came out. It's the same time that a lot of those, like, at the, at the height of the VHS, right? Right before the downfall. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it was a pretty bad time for horror, to be fair. It, there wasn't a, there was, like, a few high points. Yeah. But the 90s were a rough time for horror movies, it, generally. I do agree with that, but I'm also thinking, like, Darkness Falls, for all of its flaws is a more enjoyable watch than these two movies. I will never watch these movies again. There is literally no reason to watch them again. (laughs) And it's just, it is just crazy. And I think the thing that I keep coming back to is that there is a very loud group of people on the internet who are all up in arms about the, what appears to be a very strong attempt to return to home with this new Hellraiser film. And I cannot imagine anybody being upset by that. I mean, I agree. I, I, I am. Listen, 
I agree with you in terms of like, <laughs> it's absurd, but I am not surprised at all. This is my total lack of surprise uh-huh. that people are mad about this. They made this in a test tube for like things that would be <laughs> made to make people angry on the internet. Remake Insta Anger. Recasting of one of the iconic horror uh, villains. Neckbeard, total Nickbeard rage material. Then to have it be a woman. Oh, God, here we go. And then to have it be a trans woman that you're shocked is the most shocking thing to me. Of course people are mad. Are they stupid? Of course they're stupid. (laughs) But it's like, are you a citizen of the Internet? Of course they're mad about this. Yeah. I'm just like, get a real problem, people. (laughs) And you're not wrong. I guess it's just like, these are so bad. And like Justin has told me, the worst is yet to come. And I just can't imagine not wanting to just take a fucking flyer on what could be. Like, Mm -hmm. we could be getting something better. It can't be worse. Well, Justin says it can. (laughs) But like oh, oh boy! Like in, in my head, I can't imagine this getting worse, and it's just crazy to me. Like Halloween Resurrection, like I was ready for anything. I would have taken anything. Like I, I know people don't like Halloween Kills, but I think if you compare Halloween Kills to Halloween Resurrection, it's like not even in the same ballpark. And I just can't imagine being a fan of the franchise and like someone saying, "Hey, this is going to be different. We're taking some risks." But, like, it can't get worse, right? And, like, that's how I feel. Because these movies were bad. These were very, very, very bad movies. And, Mm -hmm. like, they were so bad that, like, I was enthralled. Like, I didn't even, like, work on my my capstone project. Like, I was planning on doing I literally just sat there with my jaw open. Just, like, (laughs) what the fuck have we done? Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I think we got to actually review these movies. (laughs) All right. So plan for tonight, folks. We're going to do our usual. We're going to steal the format of Here's Johnny. Kind of. We're not going to do all of the little details, but actually, I guess we're not really stealing your format at all. It's just on the script. So I'm (laughs) saying it. It's been a long week, folks. <laughs> and if you've listened to this week's More Deadly, which I recorded last night, you I'm now a day later. So I'm a day dumber and a day wilder. So you already know what you're getting yourself into. But anyways, we're going to get into production notes and the 60-second synopsis and that kind of stuff we are stealing from Here's Johnny. We will not be rating it or giving it a score because we don't give zeros. <laughs> it's very true. One is lowest. Because we don't do math here. I don't think I'm capable of math today. (laughs) This is a math-free zone. But before we get into all of that, Mars, what is our spoiler policy here on this podcast? Oh, God, we're going to spoil. Well, is anybody going to want to watch them? (laughs) We are going to spoil. We're going to talk about the whole thing. We're going to go through. Sorry. (laughs) We're going to all get out of... Justin's water, and we're going to talk about <laughs> everything that happened in both of these movies. So if you have not seen them, and you would like to, and would like to not know what happens before you see them, then uh, now's your chance to go watch them. Or you could not. Okay. <laughs> choice is yours. America the Beautiful. Make your choices accordingly. <laughs> Hellseeker, or Hellraiser 6, is a 2002 supernatural slasher film Directed by Rick Boda and written by Carl Dupree and Tim Day. So, uh, Boda, strap in for this man because he's directing this one and the next two Hellraiser movies. Dupree will return for Hell World 
And Day also did Debtor, uh, and he's done some shorts for Hellraiser, which include Prophecy and Hellraiser, Debtor, Winter's Lament. What the fuck is that? I don't even know there was all this supplemental content. Yeah, they, Why is shorts. all this? I... Why? You're lucky I didn't know, because I would have made you watch it all for the extended <laughs> oh. episode. <laughs> so, the big Bullets thing of dodge. note for this film, which is kind of funny, because I didn't realize this until Justin was messaging me while I was watching it, Christy Cotton returned. Uh-huh. I did not recognize her when it started. I think I would have picked up on it, but Justin cued me in uh, to it. Um, but Thank you. Oh, my God. Because it took me... Well, I'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for those who don't remember, Christy Cotton is our heroine from Hellraiser 1 and 2. The film stars Mayhem, a.k.a. Dennis Duffy, a.k.a. actor Dean Winters. People recognize him probably from the Mayhem commercials, from Allstate, the TV show Oz which I think is not talked about enough, 30 Rock, Agreed. and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I had yep. you, Justin. I see that, and I don't have to forget yeah. it anymore. Good. I like that show. That I know you do. It's, it's a happy spot. It's a, it's a happy place for me, that show. <laughs> Although uncredited, Clive Barker apparently had some input on this film, particularly for oh, the third no. act. But this is the last time Clive Barker has anything to do with the franchise, credited or otherwise. I mean, I will say I understand why he maybe didn't want to get credited for it. I think he's back for the upcoming one, which I feel bodes well. I agree. This film was a direct-to-video release, so there's no box office. I took this from Wikipedia. I found this to be very interesting, but I'm starting to think that since only Justin has seen it, maybe I shouldn't read it. Basically, it's the idea of what the spec script was supposed to be. Yeah, let's hear it. I want to know. Okay. So, writer Michael Lent gained attention for a spec script he had written and was invited by everyone's favorite Weinstein brothers to pitch the fifth installment of the Hellraiser franchise. Uh, The story, entitled Hellseeker, began with a fire at a remote radio station turned hacker laboratory. If this is Hellworld, Justin, tell me to stop, okay? Because it's going to go into the plot. Okay. Okay. There is at least one survivor, a severely burned John Doe, later named Miller Ricks. A game designer named Blink is also missing. Rix does not remember who he is as he slowly recovers from his injuries. A fragment of a Cenobite claw, which is embodied inside of Rix's body, causes him to be haunted by horrific images as his memories are gradually restored. Rix hunts for his own family and identity, pursued by the police and the Cenobites, and he has a chance to become a brand new person or be caught by his past by the literal demons who seek to claim him. Blink, the hacker we talked about, then returns and tells Miller about the Hellraiser game they had hacked into and his plan to release it globally. This script went through many drafts and Doug Aronewski was brought on as director but left to go direct Highlander Endgame. Several executives connected to the project of Miramax Dimension were fired and the project was pushed back from fifth to maybe the sixth film and obviously we know that isn't what happened. Lent completed his obligations due to the spec strip, offered to work something out if further drafts were needed, but then just bailed. So the next thing he knew was that Hellseeker was being filmed in Canada and that the two projects had no similarities. So I wasn't sure if that's... I... The... So it, it, it definitely is... I can obviously like some aspects are shared with like, that might be, like, the spec script they used for 
Hell World, but it's definitely not. Well, I shouldn't say definitely, because it's been... Oh god, when did I work at Blockbuster? <laughs> oh god, years. Years and years and years and years and years since I've seen Hell World, but... I don't remember that being the plot. So, I mean, okay. I don't think it's the plot, but... And that's why I was afraid uh, to read it in case I was going to give the plot up. No, like, I remember... Because by that, it sounds like there aren't a lot of people really involved. There, It, it, it seems more of like a one-on-one movie like this or better. Yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean. Like, one main character, basically, and a bunch of, like, random people. Whereas Hellworld is definitely more than one person there's like it's like a fucking party basically from what i remember it's like a rave or some shit uh, it's a bad movie guys like it is so much worse <laughs> jesus <laughs> this is grim when you're like knocking off hackers you're in danger oh yeah it's, it gets it gets bad i can't wait it's gonna be great <laughs> and then the uh last note i have is that although it initially appeared that ashley lawrence would not be able to reprise her role doug bradley personally reached out to her and got her to agree to return after completing filming boda our director decided against the wishes of the studio to screen a working cut of the film for clive barker who provided notes and suggestions for the film's third act this means the original climax which was written by doug bradley was edited entirely out of the film. Did they say what it was? Not that I could find. Nope. Damn it. I wonder what I it know. was. I wonder if I it was know. better because this was such character assassination. Huh. Like I said, I did not even recognize who it was when it started. And it seemed... I uh, I know you have your problem with Halloween Kills. I think they treated Laurie Strode better in Halloween Kills or in fuck in Halloween Resurrection, then they treat. I would watch this a hundred times. <laughs> I would watch Halloween. <laughs> and that is why when Justin's like, "Do you want to go see the new Halloween movie when we're in the cabin together?" and I was like, "No, no, 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 we will all nier, enjoy nier. that I, I, on our own times." <laughs> yes, and by all I mean everybody else because I have a like you would scream. I have no interest in seeing the next movie. Perfect. I've. I have exited the Halloween franchise. Unless unless a trusted person tells me that it is good and I should come back, I'm out. I'm out. I will tell you about it from a perspective of where I know you stand. I said a trusted person. I just said <laughs> I will tell you about it from the perspective where I know you see Halloween kills and what mm-hmm. it, and its treatment of Laurie Strode. I even mentioned when mm-hmm. we talked about it is like I feel that I want to see where it ends because Halloween kills could have a very different place for me, depending upon where our characters end up. Mm. I feel fool me once. Shame on on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me. Can't get fooled I won't again. be fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> Old George. So yeah, that's what I have on Hellseeker. All right. So Marzi. You are the master of the synopsis. You are, yeah, you are the Dalai Lama of the synopsis. So, take it away. Oh, my gosh. Do you have a timer or am I just going? Oh, yes. Shit. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I mean, okay. Hold. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like always, I, I've written out the synopsis and I timed myself. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. least when I was practicing, and I am a seltzer and a half deep. So maybe it'll take longer, but it didn't take the full 60 seconds. So <laughs> We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'm jinxing myself. We'll see. Okay. I have major ADD because I was like, why do I have my phone in my hand? Oh, no. 
Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Tell me when you're ready. Uh, I'm still nervous whenever I do these. You They're are very so stressful. good at it, though. You are the Michael Jordan of synopsis. Literally, Rachel's no, like, do you want to no. trade off with, with Mars and EG do one? I was like, I am not going to be in the same episode and right? do a six-second summary against Mars. I'm just Nobody not... wants to follow Mars. Yeah, I'm not Ugh. doing that to myself. <laughs> no, no. Stop. Now it's going to be bad. <laughs> All right. You ready? Jordan, I am ready. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's da- jam. So Mayhem and his wife, they're driving, and then they're smooching, and then they're flying off of a bridge. And Trevor wakes up in the hospital, and the detectives don't believe his story because they never found his wife's body. And then Trevor goes back to work, and he remembers shitty doc business, and then he goes to get a cookie, and then he gets groped instead. Trevor goes home, and he throws up an eel. All the ladies love cool Trevor, and then he watches a home movie where he gives Christy the puzzle box, and she absolutely loves it. Gwen shows up. Trevor makes her leave. The camera mocks him with what could have been, and then the Cenobites kill Gwen, and now Lang thinks that Trevor killed Christy, Kirsty, and Gwen. Trevor goes back to the shitty warehouse where he originally got the puzzle box, and this is the moment where I realize that Kirsty is Kirsty. <laughs> or BFF shows up and reveals their plan to murder Kirsty and run away together, I assume, for a happy ever after. And then Mork BFF kills himself, and then Sage is dead, and Trevor looks guilty as fuck. And then maybe they find Kirsty's body, so Link takes Trevor to the morgue, and Givens is a Voldemort. Pinhead is in the morgue, classic hooks and chains, and then reveal. Trevor gave Kirsty the puzzle box because of her past, and she opened it and traded with Pinhead her soul for five others Trevor's lady friends, Work BFF, and Trevor, and Kirsty is alive. Damn! 54 seconds! What? Yes! <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever made it under 60. That No, No, that's not you're true. usually right on the money. Yeah, you killed it. You killed it. And I enjoyed all of the, <laughs> the little happily ever after. And this is when I realized it was Kirsty. <laughs> There's a little editorializing in there. And that takes a true talent to be able to get all the plot points plus some point of view. Plus my own thoughts and feelings. No, but seriously, that's it took me that long to realize it was Kirsty. Really? If Justin I, I hadn't told me I would have been right there with you. The whole time I was like, she looks kind of familiar, but maybe it's just because she kind of looks like Winona Ryder. I don't know. Or and then, she also uh, looked like, because uh, who I thought it was at first, Mars, was I thought it was, uh, God, the girl from Scary Movie. Oh, uh, or no, that's, that's no, the main character. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris? Yeah. Like, think, like, in that first car scene where they're in the tickling, it looks like Anna Ferris from OG Scary Movie with the black hair. Absolutely does. I stand it's by that. It's those big eyes. Okay. I will mute myself yeah. and find a picture and post it in the chat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ariel's so happy right now. <laughs> yes, please do, because I'm not seeing it, but I also, you know, I'm, I keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. We'll see. We'll see. Except for my thoughts on Halloween kills. One second. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, I would love for the next Halloween movie to be good. I would love it. I had such a great time with that one. But I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. And I, to the point where I'm not at all interested in the Exorcism movie either. Yeah. They have shown themselves to be who they are. And I do not trust them. And I am also at the point now, too, where it's like, there's no reason to try to change your mind because it's how you feel. You have valid thoughts. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Very magnanimous of you to let me have my own thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. I, it, is, it is 2022. I know you can't control your own body, but you can control your oh, own thoughts. Oh, fuck off. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too, too, oh, forever too soon. It will never not be too soon. All right. So real. It's so real. Let's see here. Um, I guess. Again, it was in that brief car scene during the tickle fight that turned like oddly uh, angry for a tickle fight god this fucking movie it is bad it is bad the way they treat 
Christie, the way they tie in Pinhead, just, they, I have nothing good to say about this movie. Like, the sexualization of the female characters, literally any female character with the exception of Christie, is a sex object. And that's it. That's, there's, there's nothing else. Like, nobody can get enough of that Beeper King. Women go into heat when they see the Beeper King. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me you don't? Like, Dennis Duffy, like, obviously had his his grip on Liz Lemon. And I understand that. Mm. But, like, mm. I... <sighs> Part of the joke is that Mayhem is not that attractive, which is why it's so funny that Liz Lemon is, like, just so willing to look past all his flaws. I... Guys, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Justin, what did, what did you think of this movie? We've been like no, chitty chatting. Who, who, who the hell is Liz Lemon? Do you not know who Liz Lemon is? Really? No. Yeah. Thirty, From Rock. 30 Rock. Tina Fey. Oh, oh man, I haven't seen that that show in a long time. So, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys, I'm sorry. Our okay. shit from Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be aware of something, guys? I'm not sure. You have to let me know, okay? I I, I am but a humble Canadian asking for no I, I personally love 30 Rock. 30 Rock's one of my yeah. favorite shows. Have you not seen 30 Rock, Justin? Yeah, I've, I, I said it has been a long time since I have seen that show. Okay. So what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I, I, it, and that makes me think, is there something bad about 30 Rock? No! I just want... We've just been talking so much, I want to get your input. And she's trying oh, whole thing. On schedule, I oh, think, I don't know. I fucking hate these movies. It's garbage. <laughs> like, Justin, like, to answer your question, the whole thing is that the guy who plays Trevor plays Liz Lemon's boyfriend in the very, very first season of 30 Rock, and oh he's awful. Oh my god, you guys are right. Yeah, and he pops in every so often. And he's just like always a scumbag, and Liz is always like trying to like justify, and then Jack has to come in, believes God, like because she's afraid she's gonna choke. Yeah, while home alone. <laughs> Listen, that's Christ. a valid fear. Okay, it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't always trust my esophagus. I feel like sometimes it plots against me, and I'm glad to have other humans around because otherwise, I'm just gonna become a cat feast. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Justin. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I, it's there's. I mean, there's really nothing good to say about these movies. There really isn't, and it, it sucks because I think they had a good. There was not even promise, but the idea of bringing back these legacy characters. But I mean, back in the '90s, we all knew it was gonna be shitty because it's '90s horror. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the idea of bringing back your legacy characters is always, like, exciting because it's, you know, oh, how have they been dealing with life since then? And the fact that they kind of shove Christy aside like she's nothing in this movie. Like, I think we see her at the start and at the end. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of, like... In the same location. So yeah. she clearly shot one oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She came in and said, I will give you guys three hours and that is all you're getting. And it makes sense since literally Bradley had to be like, hey... For me, will you come back? Well, and that's the thing. And it's like, hey, the fact that Doug Bradley brought her back and then they fucking scrapped that ending. Yeah. It's like the audacity. Yeah. I, like, it's it's frustrating. It's, these movies are frustrating and... 
I mean, I feel like you can tell the ending has been changed because they set up this weird brain surgery scene and never yeah. return to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I forgot until just now the whole brain surgery yeah. thing. The whole like lobotomy, what? everything. Yeah. yeah. This movie that is, just that goes away. It's, it's, it's a giant <laughs> mess. It's misogynistic. It's stupid. Recently, we all had the displeasure of watching. That the... was that was not my chair fart, by the way. That was not mine. Uh, of the displeasure. A regular fart? <laughs> no, not that either. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, watching the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie made me feel a lot about that, but at least Christy got to live. I guess there's that. Yeah. It is something I definitely agree with the Halloween Kills, Rachel, is like, you bring back the... Well, it's I think it's important to talk about bringing back legacy characters, right? And Halloween Kills brings back a lot of legacy characters that were kind of left like on the heap of the past and Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. do it justice i do not fucking understand the point of bringing back legacy characters and not giving them the respect they need i think that's why halloween 2018 people like so much is because we got a laurie strode that felt very true to what laurie strode would look like post the trauma of her past and mm-hmm. it was real and it was human and I, I just don't understand like if you're gonna bring back a character like Christy like what happened to the little girl that she saved? Oh yeah. Christy's willingness to give up five souls, like yes, her husband's like a piece of absolute shit, but like it it goes against the thread. It makes no like I I don't know. This movie to me, it just didn't make sense. It was boring, it was too long, it was just dumb. Yeah, I honestly had, like, I, I don't know. I had a super hard time following yes. Yes. this movie. Yes. I yes. I was just sitting there, like, and I'm just actively watching it. And so much of this movie, I just, like, looked over at the lover and was like, I have no, I cannot follow yeah. what's happening right You weren't alone. I, yeah, it's I like don't visual understand. word salad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were 100% word alone. Timelines didn't make sense. And I don't know. It was so fucking weird. It was such a mishmash of just, like events it was just strange yeah Mm -hmm. this this movie feels like fan fiction but not of hellraiser but of a hellraiser inferno no it feels like (laughs) the dream someone has after they fall asleep watching a hellraiser movie it feels Mm -hmm. like just this is a weird uh you know like it just it felt like just that dream where you kind of just jump back and forth between things Mm mm-hmm I don't know. It was it was it, poorly planned. It feels it was yeah. shit. And, it was hot shit. And every, yeah. every character in this movie is a sociopath <laughs> to a person. No one seems to know how to have a human reaction to anything. Yeah, including the lead. I mean, I guess it makes a little more sense down the road when you find out he was plotting her death. But he never shows any signs of mourning. Everybody around him's like you lost your wife so what let's bang or so what you know whatever the case may be nobody has a human reaction the closest to it is the weird mortician lady apparently but yeah, even she oh. wouldn't she want someone and that to was say creepy. wouldn't she want someone to say goodbye to you if you die it's like what the fuck are we doing tell me you're a necrophiliac without <laughs> telling me you're a necrophiliac <laughs> We know what happens in the post credit scene of her movie. Like, yes. no, thank you. Well, and even when he reveals his own body in the morgue, it, he was still just like, oh, fuck. He didn't even react to seeing right. his own body. Well, he had in his, his fucking chains like... in his body and he was sitting there. Like, he's just like. And he was just like, oh. He's still fucking Dennis Duffy. I just, I don't know. What? It just. 
It was yeah. just weird. It was a weird experience watching me. this movie. <laughs> the one thing I thought was kind of cool was the two-headed cop. That's it. Uh, that's my one. Co- Both of these movies have one part in it where I was like, okay, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. When the head comes out and it's genuinely creepy looking. I don't know. It gave me a little like, ugh. The rest of the movie is garbo, but I liked that. One thing I wonder is, why? obviously, like, well, yes, why? <laughs> but, like, so Hellraiser has this, like, connotation of being, like, super sexual. Mm. And I wonder if people just saw this and assumed it. Because this is the first one that I can, like, remember. Because, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember a lot of the, these Hellraiser movies already. But I feel like this is the first one that was, like, everybody was just banging. But there wasn't a lot of nudity, though, which I found interesting. For, like, a direct... Yeah, it was a lot of dry hunting. Yeah, for a direct-to-VHS release <laughs> of a film franchise, like you said, Justin, centered, like, this is what I thought, right? Centered around, like, sex and violence. Like, it's a lot of, like, PG-13 sex and a lot of, like, PG-13 violence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't worry, there'll be more in the next one. <laughs> yes, we don't worry. Our our boob quota was most certainly hit in, in debtor. Yeah, yeah, I was not expecting a train ride finger blast scene, but we got one. Justin we had, got one. Justin had prepped me. Yeah, I, I listen. <laughs> Justin knows me well enough at this point. He's like, just so you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's coming your way <laughs> literally yeah uh, well, yeah no I'll, no, I'll sa- no I was, i'll save that for when we get to debtor okay all right yeah. does anybody else have any other thoughts about this film how about this does anybody have anything they like i had my one scene that i liked was there anything that you guys like even if it wasn't executed well conceptually or a visual moment that you were like yeah all right i, t- I did okay and it was only because I didn't realize it was Kirsty. So the one moment I had in this movie where I was like, oh, was when the realization hit me that it was Kirsty. <laughs> so did you did you like that moment? Was it kind of like, ah? Oh. Yeah, because I mean, you do, like Justin was saying earlier, you do get that moment where they bring back a legacy character and you're like, oh, you know, but yeah. that, that it was just that realization. Okay. Okay, how about you, Lerald? Is there ever a moment that you were kind of like, all right? I might have if Justin hadn't told me, like, whatever I finally clued in who that was. Oh, my bad. No, it's fine. Don't be, no. Justin uh, out here ruining the, ruining, ruining hell this seeker. movie. No, this, would have been so good. But, but in, in all honesty, no. I hated this movie. There actually is a little bit about Debtor that I like. Um, mm-hmm. But this, to me, is hands down the worst one. Was it the finger blast? And on the- yeah, definitely. That's what I'm I can't tell you until we get to it, but okay. but no. <laughs> All right. How about you, Justin? Any positive commentary I mean, for this film? So we're not just straight up haters. Really, it's got to be the fact that when it clicked for me that it was Kirsty, Christy. I don't remember her name. I'm sorry, guys. Kirsty. Uh, Kirsty, and I, the, you know, hey, they bring up Uncle Jack. Frank. Or Frank. 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 Yeah. Oh my god. But honestly, other than that, no, I, I really like because not only did it see, did it have like a nonsensical plot, really, and it was extremely hard to follow, but they like they I think one thing that the Hellraiser series has done very well so far is it's like blood and gore. Mm-hmm. And it, it like neutered it. In that yeah. sense, like we didn't get 
much. And so sex. I, I, and there's the sex, too. Yeah, Larry's right. It, it was like a very, like, PG. It was a very PG-13 version of this movie. And I, I don't understand why. Yeah. Okay, my last comment is her tattoo was terrible. Agreed. What was it? I, I don't happy know, trail. but the placement of it was... Yeah, the placement was such a weird choice. She was trying to have a happy trail, like like dudes sometimes have. I mean, that's what it looked like. And I mean, Wait, if Larry, someone wants to it? do that... A happy trail. What do oh, you call it? I always heard it was a treasure trail. <laughs> okay. Someone's cocky. Look at this. Look at this cultural exchange well, on no, the podcast. This is beautiful. You, you're, you're following it to the treasure. That's right? what I'm saying. You're like... cocky. <laughs> cocky. <laughs> in more than one way all right all right would you recommend Lerald? <laughs> never all right how about you marzi hmm. see i'm torn between it in an honest like is it a good movie no i wouldn't recommend it but is it like a it's a it's so bad it's f- funny mm-hmm. no i almost am leaning towards that really yeah okay i feel like you could make a drinking game based on this i mean the love and I had a great time making fun of it the whole time. <laughs> All right. Okay. So for people who enjoy a good riff sesh, you would recommend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would. If you're looking for something that's just stupid as shit that you want to just make fun of the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're actually looking for something that's like. Enjoyable. Good. <laughs> you're right. Then not this. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. How about you, Justin? Is there, do you have a, a caveat recommendation or would you say no? No, no. I, I, I would have to say no, because personally, I think that Hellseeker hasn't like passed over the so bad it's good. Yeah. I don't think mm. it's like earned that, but I mean, I can, I can definitely see that being the case. But no, I... I mean, like, and that's where my hesitation is, is it's not quite there, but it's enough there. That yeah, like, it, it's definitely, you're... like, starting to go there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's leaning towards, it may not totally be there, but, I mean, if you have a positive attitude, you can make fun of anything. <laughs> I guess, like, I think, like, so bad it's good to think about Tammy and the T-Rex, and, like, I wouldn't put these movies in the same no platform. Well, I mean, there's pleasure to be had in Tammy, whereas this thing is strictly based on what your own comic skills. Like you're yeah. you're responsible yes, for true. the entertainment, not the movie. That's if true. you are someone who can riff and can make it hilarious, there's there's there is a target rich environment awaiting you and Elsie. Fair. That's, <laughs> but... that's very fair. <laughs> yeah, I I would say for the completionist only. That's the only person. I like that. I actually like to. that. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get into this next one. Now, Larry, you were kind enough to do the the background on both of these. Yep. So can you please tell us about Deader? Hellraiser 7 is once again directed by Mr. Oh Boda. <laughs> Boda! It... Boda heads, where you at? <laughs> so, I, I, so I'm curious. Okay, just before we get into this, Saw 7 was... Rachel's uh, favorite. Jigsaw. Jigsaw, right? Or Yeah, it was Jigsaw. No, I think it was 3D. 3D was 6, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was six. I don't know, Justin. Yeah. I, so I'll trust Jigsaw you guys. Was, Jigsaw was Saw Seven. Okay. I, I'm just I'm just trying to get in my head like where we were at because I thought you were going to tell me it was directed by Boda. Me I was too. Like, it was like I don't that's know. True. That. I don't. I think it's no. the weird European bros, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, absolutely not. But I I, I just want to let you know that hey, uh, apparently every movie that hits seven is just. Actually, no, Jigsaw started to, like, kind of get it back a little bit, I guess. 
Man. Yeah, six is where we, six was the low point. Six, for six sure. was the low point, but if you're saying that seven is good, is it's, like, well, you are thing. fully Stockholm syndrome. It is seven, seven is not good, but is it better than yeah, deader? We'll find well, out. No, yeah, we'll find. Is it. Jigsaw better than deader? Yes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah. like, by just. <laughs> Is it good? Just no. Hair. Is it better? Yes. By a hair. So yes, it was uh, directed by Voda. In the original script, before it was mashed and redone, was done by Neil Marshall Stevens. He wrote Thirteen Ghosts. Okay. The the okay. new one, obviously. Um, I actually really like me too. The, the I me too. Love the scared the shit out of me as a kid. The Jackal. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. So this one came out in 2005, also direct-to-video. Doug Bradley is once again Pinhead. And we have Carrie Wurher as Amy in the lead role. Uh, some may recognize her, like I did immediately. She was the sheriff in what I think is a very underrated film, Eight-Legged Freaks. Mm. Oh, she was also on Sliders. Well, oh, man. I saw that, but I didn't know what that was. Show. What is that? <gasps> You've never seen Sliders? Okay. Mm-hmm. What a Sliders show. Was- it was great. It was a sci-fi show that would come on like Saturday afternoons uh-huh. with Jerry with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, okay. And and Sala from Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. It was great. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I never heard of that. Quick, quick sliders side note, Rachel. Uh, d- didn't they end up sliding home? But it was like something was wrong with it. But that was also the series finale well yeah because it got canceled so it like kind of has an incomplete ending unfortunately but it's still a really fun show i loved it when it was on such a good show Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure it doesn't probably hold up Uh, yeah who knows if i were to watch it now but i have very warm nostalgic feelings i will look into it and i'll let you know because i'm actually intrigued but anyways in 2002 dimension films hired screenwriter peter briggs (laughs) To write the seventh entry in Hellraiser after being impressed with his unmade script for Freddy vs. Jason. Briggs's script, entitled Hellraiser Lament, set out to expand upon the first four films, totally ignoring Inferno and Hellseeker. Other potential subtitles for this potential film were Hellraiser Jihad, Hellraiser Nemesis, and Hellraiser The New Order. Briggs' no. pitch was discarded for being too high-budgeted, which led the studio to opt for a retooled version of the spec script Debtor, which is why they brought in our boy Tim Day to come in and polish up the turd. <laughs> it was submitted to Dimension Films in 2000 during production of 13 Ghosts and was planned to be produced by Stan Winston. The film was originally written to take place in London. So that is that Stan Winston, Stan Winston? Because I saw the name it in is. the credits and I was like, Brew? What? Yep. What is he doing here? It, it, it is. I was shocked to see that too. The film was originally written to take place in London and later the Lower East Side of Manhattan before producers offered to film it simultaneously with Hellraiser Hell World in Romania in the fall mm. of 2002 oh, to boy. save costs. <laughs> production on both of these films apparently was incredibly difficult because the American cast and crew were unable to understand the Romanian set worker and actor's language, and the studio did not provide adequate translation. Oh, Jesus. So this movie is lost in translation. <laughs> that is, yes. 
Uh, and that's what I have. Oh my god! So I have watched two films that take took place in Bucharest this week. <laughs> one of them was this, and the other one was excellent. And it's called Watcher, and y'all should watch it. Yes, I I, um, I I usually listen to that bloody good horror after I see the movie. So I, I was seeing the people seem to have liked that, so I'm intrigued to watch ooh, it. Ooh, it's it's by Chloe Okuno, who directed the Ratmuff segment of VHS 94. I haven't seen 94 yet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay well, i mean you really honestly you really just need to see the sewer drain one you could just skip 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 to that mm-hmm. it's the best part of it okay. anyway so now mars <laughs> once again we turn to your expertise your skills your gift to make sense of this movie in less than Ugh. 60 seconds and i remember to get my phone out this time and i'm even on the right app so what i'm saying is Personal growth is happening before your very ears right now. Christ on a cracker. Okay, we'll <laughs> see if I can do this. Tell me when you are ready. All right, I'm practicing my page flipping skills right okay. now. All right, this Loosen one's up. longer. Do some calisthenics, you know, stretch it out. So here's what I'm worried about. This one's longer than the first one, and I just barely made it on the first one, so we'll see. Ugh. Okay. All right. Okay. I am ready. Wait, okay, all right. Oh, sorry. Give me a countdown. Okay, so hold on. This is I got it. This is difficult technology. There are two buttons. Ready? Three, yes. two, one. Let's jam. So Amy is an undercover reporter who goes to who gets sent to Bucharest to investigate a suicide cult, and is the debtors and a man named Winter who can bring people back to life. In Bucharest, Amy bribes her way to Dead Marla's apartment, where she steals Marla's stuff in the puzzle box. Among the things she steals is a key and a VHS tape, begging her not to open the puzzle box. So of course she opens the puzzle box. Per Marla's uh, video instructions, Amy boards the sex train to find Joey, who tells her not to look for the debtors. So of course she's gonna. Amy gets off the sex train and finds Winter on the platform. He both does and doesn't jump in front of a train, and Amy ends up in a police station for reporting it. Amy's creepy boss shows up to bail her out and says. Of going home, she goes looking for debtors. Amy finds her way into the debtor den and shows Winter the, princi- the puzzle box, which she calls an heirloom. Winter tries to get Amy to join his cult, but she's in a bathtub, and then she wakes up stabbed. Pinhead stops by and does his thing, and then tells her that the debtors have found a way into his domain. Amy returns to the sex train, but everyone's dead, so she leaves to hang out with dead Marla. But then she's in a hospital, and her boss is creepy, and Marla is alive, and Amy remembers killing her dad, and then she's actually still in the cult. Amy chooses the knife, but not the cult, and w- unleashes the Cenobites. Winter does- is a descendant of the toy maker, but Pinhead doesn't give a fuck, and then it's hooks and chains for everyone. And then Amy stabs herself and closes the box, and her creepy boss continues the cycle, being creepy and puzzle boxing <gasps> Brilliant. you did it exactly one minute what <laughs> yeah Bravo. you fucking did it dude <laughs> that when we rounded the corner to 55 seconds i was like she's not gonna make it she's not gonna make it she's not she made it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i am dizzy i did not breathe enough no no you did very good though this is why this is why we have you do it though and this is one of those problems where you do it so good, nobody wants to fall. So yeah, he's getting no stuck way. doing there's it. No <laughs> and I stumbled a lot in that one. I practiced yeah, so much. You got but caught then on I... Bucharest and I was like, oh, no. I know. But then it was like a Rudy thing at the end where we were all just watching you out on the field. <laughs> and then now we're hoisting you upon our shoulders and we're like, Rudy, you're not too small. You can do this. And I'm, you know, halfway through my second seltzer. Fun fact, apparently Rudy was an absolute dickhead in real life. Oh, no, don't ruin Rudy for me. I want to have something nice. I I won't then. I will just leave that to go there then. No, 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 I don't really care. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, because growing up, my neighbor, Mr. Jones, he was a big Notre Dame fan. um, Mm -hmm. And he had, like, his basement was, like, Notre Dame theme for, like, game days and stuff. 
And it was very odd because he had nothing about Rudy. And as a kid, I didn't know a whole lot. And I asked him about it. And apparently Rudy was, like, really mean to people. Like, the way he's portrayed in the film, like, that's not how he came across. He came across as very, like... Really? Yeah, which was kind of a bummer to find out. Yeah. So there you go. I wonder how they ended up making a movie about him. He's, like, he's an underdog. I know. I, I love the movie. But I also love Samwise yeah. DMG. So. It's so... Yeah. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he will always be... A goonie. Yeah, I've heard rumors that he's not a good. No, why can't we have? I hope it's not true. I know. I don't know for sure though, so that's why I'm still holding on to it until it's confirmed. I'm just like thrust in front of your face where you can't ignore it. Um. So let's hope that's not what the problem was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I was going to say if I ever hear back from uh, the event that's going on in Toronto that he is going to. Mm-hmm. And I go there. I will let you know. Yeah, ask okay. ask if he's a dick. If he considers himself we a dick, yeah, like, hey, uh, hey, are 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 you secretly an asshole? I've heard horrible things. <laughs> and if he says he is, just look him straight in the eye and say, "Goonies never die," and walk away. Now, is it you, Justin, that's never seen Goonies, or is it you, Mars? One of you. No, I've seen Goonies. Okay, it's Justin. <sighs> yeah, it's me. You know what? Wow. Though I you remember. have children. I'm going to call whatever the Canadians hit CPS is. I'm calling because it's unacceptable that your children have not seen Goonies. I don't know what CPS is. Child Protective Services. <laughs> uh, they're supposed to protect children here in the United States, but they fail. They really, I mean, it's dark. Let's not even go there. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's, Instead, let's assemble the darkness of debtors. I will go first because okay. I don't have a whole lot to say. Okay. I felt this was more of a Hellraiser film than we have had in the last three. I think this felt more like Hellraiser going back to the space one than Inferno or Hellseeker or anything. So I I did feel like this was more of a return to form. I liked how the Cenobites and Pinhead were kind of relegated to the background. I think that's where they kind of fit in best. Because if we think Mm -hmm. back to the original Hellraiser, they were very much in the background, right? Um, I mean, we didn't even name our Cenobites then. So I did like that. I liked the aesthetic. I'm not a big nudity kind of guy, but like the aesthetic. You're all about that finger blast and the aesthetic of the train and just the like the way it all felt was very cool. But I'm gonna be honest. Like when this movie started off with her leaving the crack den, and then you see the the article that she wrote, like my life is a crack whore, and like everybody's patting her on the back, and I was like, what the fuck are we doing? And they, that and the, and the bad part was that even though there were things that in this movie that I really liked, I liked the gore. I liked the scene with her in the bathroom trying to get the knife out. There's a lot of things in this that I really enjoyed. The tone that was set. I watched this back. I watched Hellseeker. Took a half an hour break to like take the dogs outside and then watch Deader. I just could not shake the taste of like, what the fuck have we done? Like, what are we doing? And. <laughs> my life is a crack whore like this count in 2005 like we fucking like what the fuck and i don't know it doesn't surprise me that weinsteins were behind this with that one dude who was like sending her out on like jobs you know like he definitely had that weinstein vibe mm-hmm. so for me this did feel like more of a hellraiser film we the nudity is back the sex is back the gore is back but it's also just like dumb the story is just dumb I, I don't understand how like I I don't think we ever got a good explanation about why the toy maker was able to bring people back from the dead, but like, but he hadn't played with the puzzle box, but he 
he had because how he had the power to bring people back from the dead but he i don't know it was dumb it was fucking stupid and I don't need things to make sense. I mean, the original Hellraiser didn't make sense. Like, semen brought back Frank, for Christ's sake. Like, I, I don't. This was just dumb on a different level, though. I mean, I thought it was just as bad as uh, Hellseeker. I don't know. Like, I, I think there are more positive things to take away from this. But I don't know. There, there's still, like, there wasn't really much. I... I I agree that I, I do like the fact that the Cenobites are kind of in the background a little more, but I don't know, it's it's still missing something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a, an interesting story is, sure. I've been trying to wrap my head about, around, like, what exactly is it that I really do not like about this movie? And, I, I, and it's not just, like, one singular thing. I think it's just a bunch of really bad choices layered on top of each other i'd agree with that i'm happy you said that too because that's that's the thing for me too that i there is something about this that i don't like and it's really hard to put your finger on it because it is a return to form in a lot of ways but you're totally right it's like like it's still not it's still a piece of shit yes like it is still not good yes for example, like when she goes into the bathroom, and uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the girl's name who's like killed herself in the bathroom. That scene, Marla. Marla that job, scene, Marla. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that scene was actually probably one of the better scenes in the movie because it had like this, like there's like a sense of fear and like terror, and it was legitimately like scary. I don't know. It, I don't know. One more I, thing too, I want to throw in there, and this is yeah, yeah. something that like has always bothered me. It bothers me in any movie. Is like, there's definitely, like, trigger warning for people, like, the strong implication of, like, child sexual assault from a father yeah. figure. Yeah. And, like, the way it is presented in this movie, not only by, like, Pinhead himself, but, like, the descendant of the puzzle maker and just the way it's handled, I think if you're going to have that dialogue in a movie, you need to be way fucking better about it because using it for yeah. shock value and just throwing it in there is fucking wrong and i don't Gross. like it at all yeah mm-hmm. that's fair how about you marcy what did you think okay so i mean plot wise this one was easier to follow for me than seeker because it had a more lineal plot mm-hmm. but I don't know. There were so many things that they just like, like you said, like the toy makers descendant unable to open the box, but for some reason, Amy is. I don't know. That stuff didn't make sense. I did like visually the scene in the bathroom where she's got the knife in her back and all of the footprints on the floor and her mm-hmm. blood. I thought that was really cool. But I just the thing that really bothered me the most about this one is that. I talked about it a lot in Hellraiser 2 about how in Hellraiser 1, the Cenobites, there was so much like, we don't understand them, so we don't know what their motivations are, and we, you, know, you can't predict what they're going to do. And this one was really, it, and, and maybe this was just my experience with it, but it felt like it was just Pinhead showing up and being like, somebody figured out how to get into my house, and I don't like it anymore. Can you help me? <laughs> And it was just so whiny, and it was just him being like, I don't like that I'm not in control, and you're the only one who can help me, so help me now, and also I'm gonna stab you. And it was, I don't know, it just felt so weird. It just didn't feel like 
Hellraiser. It didn't feel like Pinhead. It felt like this dude who just found a woman who somehow, for un- an unexplained reason, had the ability to fix this problem and was like, you have to help me now. And then at the end when he's like, also, I own your soul. And she's like, no, you, you don't. And he was like, oh, I guess you're right. You know, I don't know. It just was very strange. And like, he's able to weird. shoot those things out and kill people and grab them before they can do anything. But then he's like, he can't stop her from stabbing herself. It is the fucking logic in this movie makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it was weird. It was just, it was, it was just, I don't know. It was strange. It was easier for me to follow the plot, but also I was less happy about it. <laughs> there, there was an actual plot beat to follow. We, we can give them that credit, I guess. Yes, yes. Like, a lot of unanswered questions about Winter and his ability to resurrect people, but also not, I don't know, a lot of things. But this one was easier for me to follow than Seeker. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, Rachel. I mean, I feel like this is definitely an improvement over the last one. I think that there is some conceptual stuff here that's pretty interesting. I do like the the world expansion of there being like a cult built around this, yeah. and the way it ties back to the toy maker legacy. I think is interesting. This one, like you said, feels much more like a Hellraiser yep. film, and. The last one I kind of hate, even though it has Kirstie in it. That, if anything, it makes me a little more annoyed. <laughs> but because I really love that character. Yeah. But this one, I don't. I don't hate. I just think it's a misfire. I think that it's a execution issue, and that there are. You can feel that there are some good ideas here, and you there are some visual moments that really work. I think. The seeing the people who are still continually bleeding with the pools of yeah. blood underneath them is really cool. That scene where she wakes up and she has the knife inside it's her amazing. and has to remove it. It's a great scene. It's it's, it's horrifying the way she has to remove it. It, it. And it's a bathroom where there's blood smears everywhere that's a total callback to skinless Frank. Mm-hmm. You know, those or Julia where they're leaving these bloody handprints everywhere. All of those visual moments and I wonder if that's a Stan Winston touch. All of that stuff really worked for me. I think like you said, the stuff with the sexual assault is not well executed. And I think the script needs like a few more passes and it needs to be filmed in a place where there are not communication problems. And it's a little bit of a shame because this is the first one since the fourth film. There's been two since then, which are just disasters where this one, you could feel the potential for something here. When they talk about movies that deserve a remake, I would like to see a remake of this movie. A new script a new script, a new director. It doesn't even have to be high budget, but someone who has the ability to make something out of nothing. And we, there are there are definitely directors out there that do this. I would love to see a someone who was interested in really getting to the psychology of the the lead in this. And I think this could be a good Hellraiser movie in the right. I also hands. think it'd be a good way to finally lose Pinhead. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason. To ha- you could do this movie without Pinhead. The weakest part of this movie is the tie-in with Pinhead. I think uh, the way he's the well, not even the tie-in, but the whole like uh, this guy's gonna come take over my hell world, and I need you to uh, tr- do something because of your nihilist. Yeah. That stuff is feels so shoehorned in. And they tried so hard to make the Amy character this badass rogue reporter who's willing to go to extremes, and she says she needs the fresh air and then lights a cigarette. They're trying so hard Mm -hmm. to make her seem like this 
total badass. I don't know. It just didn't, I don't know if it was the writing or the performance or something. Really, honestly, the performance is still a show for me was Marla every time when mm-hmm. she was dead Marla and she was just snarky and cynical and I liked her a lot, but and I just it was irritated with Amy and they're like, we put her in a leather jacket so obviously she's tough. Well, yeah, it's I, like you could have that character, you could have her be good or you could have her even be complicated. It's just, I think what Rachel said, I think that's a really good way to put it, is like there is something here which I think is one of the reasons why this film is kind of difficult is because we all recognize this could have been something more mm-hmm. in tune with the Hellraiser line, but there's so many misfires that it, it ends up just making it hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it, it's frustrating when you can feel something is actually has potential to be good and it's just not there. Yeah. So like where Hellseeker was more like, this is an absolute piece of shit that is just, doesn't exist. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. This is more like this, this is bad, but it's bad for a much different reason. Like this is someone who could have had something if they like proofread their work. <laughs> right. I guess. Like I I don't know. You, okay, so interesting thought experiment. Who would you if you were gonna remake this movie, who's a like a modern sort of indie director you'd like to see take take a crack at it? Who do you think could do this in an interesting way? I know my answer, I don't know if you've seen any of this woman's movies because I feel like I've talked about her before, but who would you want it to be? It wouldn't be indie. I would do David Lynch. Oh. I mean, I think a Hellraiser movie would be interesting. I don't know that I trust him to get into the psychology of a woman, though. I, I, I do agree with that. I also don't think that David Lynch would do it because he doesn't... He specifically makes body horror because he doesn't like supernatural things. He thinks the most horrifying things is the body. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's what I was thinking. Like, Because I'm thinking two things. One, I want to get as far away from that sexual assault background as possible. So right. maybe he would just recast it. I've seen some early Lynch. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that's some bad news for you. Uh, um, and then any, any other thing too is I think if you if you if he were to bridge that gap, I think the Cenobites is the easy way to do it because they kind of do exist in the real world, right? Like it, it is very much the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. But I don't know. I I just think Seven is one of the movies that. I first saw that really showed me like you can do a lot with a little. <laughs> that has some fucking really upsetting sexual assault in it, but yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it showed me that you can do a lot mm-hmm. with. Yeah, no, I agree. With, with 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 not like you can you can really fuck with people and where they see stuff, and I think the idea of the debtors, I think the idea of like. Being yeah, sent on a case, or not even a case, but being sent on this journey to kind of see what happens would be interesting. Yeah, I would like to see the cult part of it through a Fincher yeah. lens, but I don't know about... But it's also uh, off the top of the cuff. If I Maybe I, I sat and thought about it and come up with somebody else, because the other one would be Ari Aster, and it could be kind of fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, has Fincher ever done anything with a female lead? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Fincher man. I was thinking this movie felt like Seven at a lot of times. Okay. Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. I think I would want to do maybe uh, Julia DeCournau would be really interesting. Who did Titan and Ra would be really fucking interesting <laughs> with this. Because she would go there with some wild body horror. Mm-hmm. But also she writes really interesting, complicated women. So that would be my pick. What about you, Marzi? Who would you want to see do this? Okay, so mine's based only just on I like 
the horror movies he's done, so it's mm-hmm. not really necessarily like female lead based or anything like that. Jordan Peele. Oh, then it would be funny. That would be no. interesting. No, I mean like Get Out and Nope comes out next weekend. Ooh, oh, I want to see it wait. so bad. I'm very oh. excited. I'm supposed to be going away that weekend, and the people in the, that are staying in the cabin with me are like, "Let's go see it." I'm like, oh, "I will, I will be single if I come home and see that." <laughs> <laughs> you are a good, good partner. But he did see Top Gun without me, so maybe I owe him one. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? Wow. Then no. What? <gasps> I know. I'm, I'm I know. I. I'm listen, are, I'm logging off my myself. Apologist with me, and you have not. I listen. <sighs> it. I'm, uh, I'm not. I guess I could go by myself. I, Rachel, I, it's so good. I know. I listen. I. No one's more upset about this than me. I don't know. I'm pretty upset. Well, imagine how <laughs> I must feel then. Get on a plane. Get out here. Take. Go with me to see the movie. I don't want to go by myself. I cried twice in that fucking movie, and I'm not even embarrassed to admit it. I also definitely didn't tear up. Can we go see Top Gun tomorrow, Randy? Sure. Okay, I guess. That's a good man. I just, I just don't want to go by myself, (laughs) especially after watching Watcher. There's like a creepy thing that happens in a movie. That would be so good. So good. But okay, so how about you, Mister Justin? I don't know. I mean, I, I like, <laughs> I don't know, because I, I, I'm also, I don't really know, like, directors and stuff. That's not my, film isn't exactly my forte, <laughs> I guess you could say. Says the man with a film podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a film and video game podcast. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Nobody could touch you on video. Okay. Well, which studio would you want them want to adapt this as a video game? I don't think Hellraiser would be make a good. No, I don't think any of them. I mean, look what happened to, when they tried to make a saw game. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like it had, could be, right? I mean, there's lots of sort of supernatural horror uh, games. Yeah, but it would just end up having to be like a... It, it would be like... Okay, so there oh. is this... I'm going to ruin a game for everybody. I hope that's fine. <laughs> I hope nobody cares. It's a, an old VR game. Okay. It's called Static. And what it is, is you put this headset on and you have to use a controller because your hands are stuck in this box and that like signifies you holding the controller so you can't like move it around too much or anything and it's very like as you complete this puzzle creepy ish things start to happen and spoiler big time spoiler i'm gonna talk about the end of the game basically when you solve the box you die Mm, and, crazy and i it it is a very weird and surreal moment but i feel like that is all that hellraiser could really be for a mm. video like to be a like video game with it having mm. to, or else they would have to go the route of saw where it's add all this stuff that doesn't really feel like saw mm-hmm. and then you know we all know what happened there so yeah it turned into a horrible game did you guys watch Hellbender or The Deeper You Dig? Well, what was The Deeper You Dig? That's the one about there's like a mother and daughter that live alone and then the daughter's out on the street and gets hit by a car. No. No, okay, never mind. I I watched something that had a similar title, but it was not that. Okay. 
it, there's this family that they're the Adams family Ooh. and they make films together. Literally the entire family. That's what they do. They make films together. Mother, father, two daughters, the latest film, Hellbender. Oh, I uh, watched Hellbender. Yes. Okay. I, I think they would also be super interesting cool. if they were to remake this because they all collaborate. They come up with these visual things that I've never seen before. Wait, was Hellbender the one where the mother and her daughter were in a secluded yes. cabin? Yes. Yes. Or something? I have seen that. Oh, yes. I like that it, yeah, they're both on Shutter. I liked that one. The thing with the key hand thing, I've never seen anything like that before. It's so rad. Oh, that was cool. So, I yeah, liked that one they're, a lot. They are actual mother and daughter, and the friend that lives nearby, that's the other sister. Oh. And the guy that they meet in the woods is the dad. Oh, whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. They make the film. Right now, they're, like, on the road making another film together about 1930s carnival murders. Ooh. Yeah, they're rad. <laughs> I also think that this movie would be better as like a book with way more time to dive into stuff, or maybe like a graphic novel mm-hmm. in the right hands. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like I said, I think there's something here. It's just not executed well. Yeah, yeah. Karen Kusama would be another interesting one. I think that's uh, Jennifer's Body okay. and uh, The Invitation. Oh, I anyway. like both those movies, right? And she was I supposed really to make a movies. she was supposed to make a Dracula movie and it's not happening. So I'm oh. like, why don't we get you in the Hellraiser? Business? I will watch anything. Remake dinner. I will give anything that has vampire in it a chance. Yeah. All right. So, any other thoughts before we wrap up, Detter? It was a swing and a miss, but at least they swung. Would you recommend? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Justin? Would you recommend Detter? Oh, that's. I mean. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I know what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I would not recommend that. And this is probably the last, potentially the last, like, hope that, that we will see in a while for a good Hellraiser movie. But I still think there is too much just slightly wrong with it that makes it not enjoyable enough. Yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking and, like I would, I would never, I would never pay to watch this again. But when I think of Inferno and I think of Hellseeker, there's just no way. Like there's, like, there, you, you, you could not get me to this one if it was on like late. Like, I got home from the bar and I'm like in a good drunk space and I want to eat like leftover Taco Bell. I could watch this. Taco Bell, my nemesis. <laughs> oh, I will also say. This was not streaming anywhere in Canada. You could not even rent this movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. We yeah. had some conversations about this. Yeah. Mm. I did, there's no explanation to why, but for some reason, it's just not there. They don't want you to go on the train. God, the train is the train orgy is the only thing I remember. I mean, obviously, I was working <laughs> at Blockbuster, and I was clearly a teenager, so I guess I'm not that surprised. Yeah. But. Did it make you want to put a bunch of ponytails in your hair like that guy? Yes. <laughs> I'm scrolling back through old episodes trying to think of other directors, and I have another one. I would say Brandon Cronenberg would be another interesting person. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any films by Brandon Cronenberg, but they are wild. They are really good. <laughs> All right. Mars, would you recommend? Okay, so along the same lines as Seeker, if you are looking for a good movie to watch, no, would not recommend. If you're looking for a movie that you are watching with people and you want to 
Mystery Theater 3000 it. This one had a lot more content for making fun of it than Seeker did. So, depending on what your mood is and what your goals are. Mm-hmm. But we had a we we had a good time watching this movie just because we were just razzing the shit out of it. As a movie, not great. I mean, and again, it is the thing where you can see the seeds of like the potential of mm-hmm. this could have been cool, and it wasn't. <laughs> so it depends on it depends on the circumstance. It's context. If, if you like train finger blasting, then it's good. <laughs> ten out oh, of yeah, ten, no notes. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend if you're looking for someone who's finger blasting another person on a train. Yes. Yep. Lady on lady <laughs> finger blasting. So I would say for fans of Carrie Wurr and who have always wanted to see her boobs, this is your chance. But it wasn't sexy Definitely boobs. Not. That was something I was gonna bring up too, but it wasn't sexy boobs. Like, it was I found it very interesting that like she's in that bathroom naked, but like you're you're never once looking at like her body. You're getting, you're in the horror of like the blood. Yeah, I thought that was very impressive. It was sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was a joke. I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think. I would say if someone were just like, give me a good movie, this would not come to mind. But if somebody was watching the Hellraiser movies or wanted to talk a movie that you wanted to talk about, kind of like, I think there's a lot to dissect here about what went wrong, the interesting things in it. This is a movie that, I mean, as evidenced by the conversation we had, this versus Hellseeker, we actually had some things to say. I think there's interesting ideas in here and it's kind of like a like what went wrong. There's a mystery to why this doesn't work that makes it an interesting film to talk about if not necessarily a super great movie to watch. So I think for people who like talking about movies, I would easily recommend this to them. But it's not something that I would recommend just for the watching for the fun of it. So there's there's my answer. Agree. I agree with that. So that is it for our reviews. But maybe you guys had a different take on this. Maybe you disagree and you think Hellseeker was a masterpiece. Uh, A magnum opus. Boda's magnum opus. Whatever the case may be, you can always get in touch with us. You'd be wrong, but you can tell us about it. Email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or hit us up on our Facebook group. Or you can always slide into those DMs because you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at ZGPodcastPlural. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, please do us a solid and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your pods. Now, that's where you can find us. But more importantly, where can they find you guys if they want to? And uh, why don't you get a little plug in for old Here's John? Sure. So if you want to follow our show, Justin and I record every single week uh, on Twitter. We are at Here's Johnny Cast on Spotify or Apple uh, iTunes or whatever. It's Here's Johnny Podcast. Um, we are wrapping up our Alien season we have like three or four episodes left, and then we're going to take a quick break and just do some things we wanted us to tackle. Uh, Justin wants to review the game Control, and I want to review the movie Ex Machina. Ooh. Um, oh, that's I love a good that movie. one. Um, and Justin hasn't seen it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh, good. So just try to do some things, and then we're diving into our new season, which will be announced shortly. For myself, you can find me on Twitter at BeaverLA. Uh, I think I'm like, I think I'm like private, so. Just follow the podcast, but even so, I'm not on social media very often. I'm usually just liking other my friends' posts and retweeting it and then getting off because it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. 
Awesome. Well, it's a great show. If people aren't already fans or listeners, they really should be because I know it's one of my all time favorite podcasts. And I'm not just saying that because you're my friends. It does. I do love it, though, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and I put it on. (laughs) The only problem with listening to your show is I always want to respond. I'm like talking to myself (laughs) while I'm listening. I want to live tweet back at you. But I was like, you could always either pop in the discord and do that. Or I mean, you do have our cell phone numbers. That's true. That's true. But I try, I, like, it is a problem. I find myself in conversation with you guys while I listen. Well, I remember that happened to me so strongly one time I was listening to one of the Zombie Girl episodes. I wrote an email. Because, like, everyone was, was attacking. Yes, I guess you're right. everyone was attacking you, and I was, like, so motivated that I was like, all right, no, Rachel's not going down this ship by herself. Yes, you did have my back. <laughs> I, pulled out the, I pulled out the laptop. I was like, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I think everyone was calling me like a killjoy because I didn't like some. Yep, that's exactly what it was. I was like, no, she was going to waste her time, and this is a waste of time. Yes, uh, exactly. But I guess I really don't have a leg to stand on now that we are seven episodes movies <sighs> into the Hellraiser franchise. I have lost that high road. <laughs> All right, cool. So for those of you who are not sticking around for the extended episode, that's pretty much it for us, except for to talk about what we're going to be doing on our next episode. Oh, and to get in some Patreon plugs really quickly. If you want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, Like I said, reviewing us, but also you can support us on Patreon where you get extended episodes, you get on the Discord, you get to be a part of our live show, uh, which will be on July 30th. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see what Justin does (laughs) because he is always... I will say, set expectations very low. I am in the middle of a move and like Uh a job change and all this other stuff. This is awkward because I've been plugging it. Uh (laughs) Justin, Justin, I will help you. We can do something together since I won't be there. The problem is I I had a grand plan. I won't say Mm -hmm, what it was mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm because I might still be able to do it. I had a very grand plan, but... I don't know. I don't know. I like. I if really you can't don't. do it, it's totally fine. But I will tell you, the ZGs are very <laughs> excited. About oh, no. it. <laughs> but they will all. They also love and adore you, and will understand. But everyone's just like, how does he talk? But about also, this? if you see Wicker Man, know. they're going to put you in the basket with the bees. Oh, hmm. Hmm. that's actually <laughs> the only scene of that movie I've seen. I had a dream about that, and I hadn't even seen that fucking movie a while. All I've you seen will is, someday. I know. All I've seen is like obviously not the like not the bees scene. I think it. that might be my birthday pick. We, we talked about it. <laughs> I think that's gonna be my birthday pick. Just so you know, okay. I think that's gonna be my birthday. Okay. Pick. <laughs> I'll prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so definitely join the patreon if you're thinking about it this is the time to pull the trigger because we're gonna have a fun live show and justin may or may not do something amazing on it but you won't know if you're not on, the, on i mean the, yeah uh, i'm absolutely patreon. gonna do something you've never seen before so oh man do uh I, oh, i'm just trying to you know He's going to literally light himself on fire. Yeah, I'm just going to light myself on fire. He has been spending... The reason why he's had no free time is he's making himself a flower cape to wear during the show. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would love that. Oh, my God. If you show up in the flower slug, I will... I will. Di- I will. I, I will. I can tell I you will right now. Leave I, this mortal <laughs> coil. I will be so happy that I will leave my body and extend into so, the satisfaction. Listen, I, I know uh, Larry is saying some stuff, but I do not have the time nor the money to do that. You don't need money. Just go out to a field. You live in Canada. All of this is flowers and Tim Hortons. 
Yeah, it's flowers to Martins and uh What if you were like the midsummer but Canadian style where it's just, just like maple leaves? Poutine covered in gravy and cheese. Yes, curds. but I was thinking Tim Hortons glued to like a hockey stick crown. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of a instead of a bear, it's a beaver. Yes! I love this. And, this is and amazing. you're like one of the trailer park boys. Mm. God, I fucking yeah. that fucking fat show. So stupid. I hate that show so much. I want to go to sleep watching it. Your cape that, is just, you. it's just a giant mullet. That's your cape. Uh, and, you, and you walk, uh, and as you appear, just rush. Tom Sawyer starts playing since that, oh my the music God. of your people. I mean, it's, it's either Rush or Justin Bieber. You gotta pick a poison. At least one's good. I, I would pick her. I would pick Rush. Rush, Rush, <laughs> definitely <laughs> Rush. Like you're, you're crazy if you say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good, hey, as you can tell. Is is Alanis Morissette Canadian? She sure as shit is, yes. and she is a fucking icon. How do I know that, and you don't know that? Well, so because oh, I'm Canadian, I don't care. Well, Justin, you. You, you, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? She is literally Shag. God. She is literally God. Yes, that is, that is true. In that one of the true. greatest movies of all time. Oh, that movie's so good. Dogma. God damn, I love that movie. Rachel, you know you're quiet. You don't say. like Dogma? Uh, I saw it a million years ago, and I barely remember it. So, so th- oh, my so silence good. is not judgment; it's ignorance. I will say <laughs> like, it's so good. You gotta I, I, I know it's you don't like uh, Affleck I... and Damon, but more so Damon. But I, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think their I know you in love that movie this movie. Is wild, really? Okay. Of the two, Damon's your least favorite. Yeah. Right. I think I, well, uh, if you Rachel, if you had helps. seen his interaction with like a black producer, you would probably feel the same way that I do. They okay. they both put off very big douchebag vibes, so, so I definitely get it. Rachel. He was explaining to her how diversity works in filmmaking. I mean, oh. He knows he's a white guy. Rough. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would know, and, and she's just she like literally is like. Wow. <laughs> She's kind of amazing. And the fact that she keeps her composure is like, you are a fucking amazing person. But it is the most gross mansplainy thing I've ever seen. And he, yeah, traditionally handsome men make me like, ugh. but it's more about his. Is own that why you went webcam with me? I mean, he's no Mark Wahlberg, but me, I'm just like, eh. Wait, wait, what do they make you do? You enjoy <laughs> it or you don't? Is that a, No, I is don't. That a enjoy it. That is, These are the no. tingles, the chuck tingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the barf tingles. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I have a question then. Uh, this this has come up a couple times in the last couple of days. How do you feel okay. about Jensen Ackles? I love Jensen Ackles despite the fact that he is handsome. Because okay. when I first saw him, I was like, no. But he won me over as Dean Winchester. God, such a... Is this, can the same be said for Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser is not traditionally good looking. Uh, have you seen The Mummy? No, I think he's very attractive, but he's not traditionally good looking. You don't think so? I think he's uniquely good looking. Okay, okay. His bone structure, his eyes, none of those things are that bland, bow-hunky kind of thing. Like, is he good Sorry, looking? Have you yes. seen the live action Tarzan movie? I mean, I have not, and maybe I would change my mind. It's amazing. Go, <laughs> wait. No, wait, okay. you're thinking George of the Jungle, right? George of the Jungle, yeah. You're thinking, you said Tarzan. Tarzan. That's Skarsgård. Yeah. I, uh, the um, answer remains the same. I've seen. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> All right. Yeah. So on that note, Marzi, what are we watching on the next episode? So, 
on the next episode of the Stream Queens, we are going to be watching. Uh, I know, I know, we already <laughs> said it once on the last episode, but then I had to go and get COVID, and we had to postpone it. But we are going to watch The Boy Two on Netflix. Following up on the time that we watched The Boy, uh, I fully expect this movie to be awful, but I'm very excited <laughs> to watch it anyway because we watched the first one and it just makes sense. And also, Kitty Holmes is in this one. So, is know. he like a teenager in this one? I think... We don't know, Justin. We haven't watched it yet. Oh, I love Kitty Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you feel very attacked right now? I do. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. So everybody tune in. We've got we've got a fun episode coming up. And then in the next episode after that, we will be coming back to Hellraiser. Where we will, instead of doing a double feature, although maybe I should ask you guys, would you rather power through and do three or should we continue our planned schedule? Let's, oh, God. I, I can't. Three? Can't, okay, can't okay, okay, okay. I was, okay. was going to say do all three. I'm trying to, I was going to say strap in. Let's get it done. I'm, God, I'm trying three to, in I, one episode, I don't though. have. I can't okay. do three. All right. No, I can't. I, I can't. I like. I will tell you. I started uh, Deader twice because I fell asleep the first time. It's probably best uh, to just do one since I'll be finishing up my capstone and my MBA program. So that's probably the okay. responsible thing. Okay. But there's a part of me that's like, rip the fucking bandaid. Yeah, I, I mean, I know no matter what, this is going to be a rough go, but I was, like, trying to do harm reduction, so it sounds like it's better to just drag it out a little bit more and not have to not have to do all three in yeah. a row. So we are going to just be covering Hell World, which is the video game one, apparently. <laughs> is that right? Hell World? Am I making right. I am weirdly... I'm weirdly looking forward to it because I feel like it's going to be so bad. It is yeah. Bad. Listen, I know. Uh, oh my God, Henry Cavill's in it. Henry Cavill. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Star of such films as one of the Mission Impossible movies, where he reloads <laughs> his arms. Right. Dude. Okay. So you know, I said I don't like hunks. <laughs> the one exception to my rule is when he reloads his arms. That's it. That's the one. Normally, I'm grossed out by that kind of thing, but that's that is the one that works for me. Is it? The, and not even not... him. It's that move. I'm like, it's like, oh, you're not wrong. It's right. Why is it you're so sexy? Wrong. I fell in love with Cavill in a uh, Tudors. Sure, but he's like too. He's too handsome. I I, I don't. He like is. Him, le- he but... is legitimately Clark Kent. It's the move, though. But it's the something about the. I'm like, oh. <laughs> The, the fact that DC oh, is even oh, considering oh, oh. not paying him what it takes, what it would take to come back and be Superman when he is like legitimately Superman is mind-boggling to me. I mean, those movies didn't. Do, I'm not really that surprised. I don't know. My Superman is always going to be Dean. Oh, Dean. good. I grew up on that show. I grew up TGIF. I'm not critiquing. Like, I grew up on that show. I love that show. I don't know who my Superman is. I know. Who, I know. I know who mine is. is. Who's, Nick who's Cage. Oh, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. There's no denying it. Nick Cage is is my Superman. Wait, when was he Superman? Uh, do you know? Do you, oh, should we have Mars on for when we we do that bonus episode? She's welcome to come on. There's yes. a documentary. So there is a documentary about it, about when he was what? almost Superman in a Tim Burton adaptation of Superman. Yep. What? Yes, there are photos on the internet. But There's video. Not they they had up. a whole, like, they literally had him fitted in the Superman suit. <gasps> so, Mars, take us out. Thanks, everybody, for coming back and listening to this episode. Uh, if you watch the movies, thank you. 
I guess. <laughs> uh, but next time, we are watching, uh, we are departing from Hellraiser. We're going to watch a Stream Queens movie. It is my pick. It is The Boy 2. It is streaming on Netflix. Go and watch it, and then come back and listen to us. And then also, we're going to keep doing uh, Hellraiser. So, <laughs> thank you to our Here's Johnny co-host tonight for sitting through this with us. And uh, good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. All right. So let me start the little timer. Yeah. And Randy, hey, Randy, we're about 15 minutes away from being done if you want to do it. Oh. This. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What's this? Have you seen the original American Horror Story? He's putting on the rubber suit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Mars knows, Randy. Can you imagine? Absolutely. <laughs> no! <laughs> that is not what you're supposed to say. Although, I do have a, a video of him dancing around in, like, a, a like a 1970s men's jumpsuit. Amazing. That I could send you. To, also, to I, uh, I Believe in Miracles by Hot Chocolate, if anybody <laughs> wants to see it. Uh, yes. Also, I, and I can, if you share I, that, I I'll have Puck share our... the video of me singing Sweet Transvestite at my wedding. Oh. Yes, both, please. <laughs> have you seen the video, Mars? I feel like it made the no. rounds. So, like, my, I bought him this thing for Christmas because he wanted to dress like the guy from Dr. He wanted to dress like Dr. Venture. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <laughs> done we can make this happen so i found a vintage 70s like red velour jumpsuit amazing and then he absolutely amazing discovered that he has never felt more like a sexy beast than when he has one on so <laughs> we made a music video <laughs> i wish you could see my face right now oh i can i can see it in my heart <laughs> oh my god i thought i could find it it's somewhere on my so phone. in the interest okay. of helping justin get to bed and, and i do yes. have to yes. head to the cemetery early in the morning too so i'm happy that justin is not forgetting himself no. as i do i know that story <laughs> i know you sound like a freaking vampire no wonder you i, I so wish much. sometimes like man. i gotta get there before the sun <laughs> it's very true i gotta get to the top of, yes uh so i i went to, I, this is a site called usefultrivia.com and since we have been slugging through trash in the Hellraiser franchise, I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of trivia on the original Hellraiser. Okay. So this is all from UsefulTrivia.com. Give credit where it's due. And if everybody is ready, we'll go through it and we'll just hit the 15 minutes. And then we will sing Sweet Nothing Suggested as he falls asleep. Okay. Sound good, Jeff? I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, especially the part where I go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know what, Justin? If you need to bail, you totally can. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do mean, that. I mean, I not... will understand. <clears throat> no, I'm not going to do that to you guys. I agreed to be here. I am here. He's he's still he's, he's still working here. on his uh, poutine cape. <laughs> the gravy is Although, hard to get to stay together. I wish I could make a poutine cape. Justin, I am so excited to try your poutine here in three months. I want to eat the poutine. You just make the poutine. I'll... I'll, I'll I'll tip you. I'll throw ones at you as you cook. I mean, do I have to be in like scantily clad yes. clothes? Yes, as, as a maid. Yeah. Yes, with with your skirt Listen, highly sexy hyped. French maid. Listen, or get the fuck out. I have learned my mistakes. I cooked in the nude once. I cooked bacon in the nude once. Come on, <laughs> that's like a Darwin Award. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Hey, by the way, don't cook uh, breakfast foods in the new. I, yeah, the bacon. Sizzle. Or, well, you know about with Canadian bacon, right, Justin? Those little circles pop up at you. Question yeah, number one. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> Here it is. It has been discovered. Whenever I go to the grocery store and I see American Canadian bacon, I always send Justin a picture. Every time. Oh, now that's gonna be my favorite thing to do, guys. It's uh, I don't know like where this whole like it's. I don't know why people call it Canadian because it's what it is. It's what you guys eat up there. Americans know what no, Canadians it's not. eat. No, it's called it's, <laughs> Canadian bacon. Is a fucking piece of ham. Okay, it is a it circular. Is. Why would they call it Canadian bacon if it wasn't Canadian yeah. bacon? It's in the name. Yeah, bro. Listen. I, listen, you guys, you Americans do a lot of fucked up stuff. Okay? I don't know like, what you're talking I, about. I, we I, are we are a nation of civilized people who let people do what they want to do and support people in their ventures and definitely don't, you know, control the bodies of people who are just trying to live their lives. It's okay. Guns save lives. Guns, right? guns save, save way, lives. And so do cops. Cops do a really good job of checking their phone with the Punisher background while kills are getting shot down the hallway. Yes, we definitely should fund them. It's called Canadian Bacon. It's called Canadian bacon because it originated. Boom, in boom, so. she got you. Yeah, it's if it's, we didn't call it Canadian bacon. Though. Yeah, stutter some words. <laughs> okay. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm a little bit guys. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Mars is unleashed. <laughs> the seltzer's making me sassy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>